Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. See, that's not exactly what I meant, but... <laughs> Do you remember when we first did this podcast and we did the... Here comes the hot maca. What was the rest of it? The hot maca, I like that. Well, that definitely wasn't part of it, but I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. It definitely wasn't hot maca. No, no, I don't think that's ever been said ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had the Lion you know King, what? Funny well. story. F- funny story. Oh yeah. shit! We did have the Lion King. Yeah. And then we settled on this. Song. Um. So I um, I, I was actually so I've recently moved our podcast provider right, and Mac. I know we've spoken about this, and so what I was doing is like basically re-uploading everything. It's actually quite easy. Um. And actually, announcement, breaking news, we're now available on Acast, uh, which is great because actually that's where I listen to most of my podcasts. Uh, and, uh, but we're, we're on Acast now. Uh, so everyone uh, keep an eye out for that. But basically, um, I was looking back and I was going through, one, the quality of our sound, the, the music, uh, there's so much different stuff. So actually, literally the last two episodes where we've now got a bit of editing and, and whatever, it's just, it's just growing. I think by next, you know, in, in year three, we're probably going to have like Julia Jones introduced Producing our podcast, we can only dream. We can only dream. <laughs> uh, Julio um, Jones. Yeah. I, Julio Jones. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to have him, right? Like, maybe we go to like, or actually, so, so, well, first of all, let's let's start with let's start the podcast with a slightly more somber but happy note. I just I wanted to mention today is the seventy fifth anniversary of VE Day, right? And for yep. fact and trivia, for anyone that doesn't know what VE stands for, it's a victory in Europe uh, when the Allied forces uh, shot those German bombers down in the sky. Uh, excuse me for starting strong. And I, we don't want to make this too military and politically related, but I just wanted to share a moment. Uh, thanks for everyone uh, who fought and brought us this freedom that we have. So um, I just wanted to add that in there. Um, and, and I'm sure, Maka, you uh, mirror my thoughts there. I do indeed, yeah. Yeah, crazy to think. Fantastic. 75 years, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. Obviously, we weren't there for that, but um, just seeing the pictures and the videos and everything that's come out, it's like just the jubilation yeah. of <laughs> the people's. Just do you know what's funny, think. right? 
so do you know what's funny so i was uh, uh so just before i came on here i listened to so they what they did bbc basically did the set they repeated at 3 p.m again on the 8th of may back then the um the kind of address to the nation that uh, winston churchill did and just to yeah. my mind it just came i was like you know bojo's about to do one of these where he's gonna be like right guys <laughs> 7, 7 p.m. on Sunday, right, I'm announcing that we are finally over the peak of coronavirus. There's like all these similarities and these links to kind of wartime, wartime Winston Churchill. But anyway, let's not go, let's not go into politics too much because, uh, you know, w- w- um, as Michael Jordan once said, Republicans also buy sneakers. So, um, but yeah. Uh, what mate. that means. <laughs> but basically, there was, there was, <laughs> basically there was, there was a time where there was a democratic election in Carolina and Michael Jordan was asked to endorse it. And his response in kind of passing was like, well, Republicans also buy sneakers. And obviously he was like, you know, really doing his thing. And, and you know, in his head, he was like, I don't want to endorse just the Democrats because am I not going to stop the Republicans buying my sneakers? But, you know, this is all alleged anyway, but, uh, you know, I've, I've opened a can of worms that you probably shouldn't have anyway, but um, moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> um, Do you want to hear an interesting uh, fact about Michael Jordan? Go on. His dad's name is James Jordan. Now you're probably hey. thinking, what the hell what does that mean? That's my name, mate. Huh? Good company, isn't it? No, your name's Jordan. <laughs> wow 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 oh look mate just because just because your name sounds like jordan doesn't mean it's you know doesn't, doesn't mean it's right buddy wow anyway wow. as you were saying I apologize. I apologize. as you say as i said anyway 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 so 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 look we are at the brink of uh effectively the uh end of phase one as they're calling it here in the uk of lockdown so hopefully the next time we're recording to you guys potentially macro and i might be together or or maybe we'll carry on this way because uh maybe i don't want to see your face uh and uh maybe you'll be scared of scared scared of my mustache i've grown yeah Um, it's not looking pretty no, it's not good, is it? It's not good. Looking, looking. Uh, I won't say what I look like, but we'll 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 leave it as that. Um, Mackie, you got a beer for today. What beer you got? Yeah, I've gone for a McEwen's Champion Premium beer, which what? if you haven't had, is incredible. It's a Scottish beer blended with the finest Scotch whiskey. It's seven percent alcohol, so you can only really have one, otherwise you're knocked out. Um, but it's the best beer. It's my dad's favourite beer. He recommends it, and uh, can't speak of it highly enough. So if you've never had it. So so go on it. Tell tell me what it's called. McEwen's. McEwen's, yeah. M C E W A N S. McEwen's champion. That actually sounds like something I would very very much enjoy. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Uh, if you haven't had it. Get it. Try it. Kraken. <laughs> what about yourself? Right. Well, uh, uh, I've got something called a signature brew. Um, I'll be honest with you; I have no idea. I normally like to have a story, but maybe I will. <laughs> uh, it's oh, here we go. I've, I've read the note. I've read the can. It's a. Uh, it's it's one of the world's best musicians, 
no, I've read this wrong. Hold on. Um, it's, um, we've created an award-winning music-inspired beer and collaborated with the world's best musicians. I'm not going to lie. This sounds like a whole load of fucking BS. Like, look, yeah. I bought your beer, guys. <laughs> but sounds, this, this beer... That sounds like your level of um, chat, you know? When you're yeah. trying to, when you, if you was trying to sell a beer, that would be the sort of rubbish you'd come out with, I reckon. Oh, mate. Come on. <laughs> right. It, it actually literally says do you know what i'm gonna do actually i'm gonna post as as we're recording i'm gonna actually post a picture on our story on instagram and show you it literally says brewed with music how much fucking bullshit is that it's bullshit yeah yeah anyway but, but actually to be fair it's a, it's, it's, it's actually a very very good beer yeah it's a good beer um it's quite, it quite light it's uh it's only a uh, 4.3 <laughs> Um, it, you know, I've got, I've got the Ah Savinia remix, remix. No, no, let's stop. Let's yeah, stop. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's not. So, what's on the show today, As? Let's 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 get back to that. On... <laughs> sorry, sorry, we divulged this. What's on the show today? So, uh, as we alluded to several times last week uh we you know obviously did a bit of roundup of stuff so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you guys about the running backs this week um and uh, especially the fantasy relevance um we'll also uh highlight some of the uh fixture uh that have come out i can't even talk today what even was that what i meant to say was fixtures that have been released um uh so we'll, we'll go through that pick out some of the key ones um and then yeah we'll try we'll try to keep it a bit short we know we've kept you guys for quite a while in, in the last few episodes we'll do that and then we'll finish with um macca's riddle um and this time i'm going to make it a bit oh, harder because he got it um he got it a easy. bit too easily last time yeah well, two so, one up, two just one just up as know. well you are two one up. You are two one up. You know what I'm going to do, actually? So before we do the riddle, you're going to have to tell me what you're looking at next time. And then I'm going to make sure you're not looking at like a box of eggs. All right. And then well. that way we can, we, we can do on there. But yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, uh, quickly, is there anything exciting? I mean, that we haven't covered? No, I think everything's normal. So let, let's just dive straight in, actually, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, fixtures. So have you got the... Uh, I'm trying to find what it. So I've got here... Good man, good man. I was just going to say, any any ones that stick out to you? I think for just, we're just looking purely at week one. Um, yeah, the first games: Chiefs, Texans. We talk about that playoff that. game um, last yeah. year. I don't know if you recall, but obviously Texans were quite a few points up on the Chiefs. They went for a fake field goal or a fake punt. I can't remember exactly. They messed that mm-hmm. one up, and then the Chiefs just took them to town. Then they, I think they scored seven or it was it eight touchdowns. I can't remember fully but yeah. they, they really did score a lot of points so that's going to be a cracking game um getting to see the young that quarterbacks going at it i think uh f- i don't really want to talk about the main game straight away but vikings packers will be a good game to kick things off um, yeah i like the rams and cowboys we're going to see the the new stadium yeah the arsenal fc team have built um uh, sorry. they should call wow. it the arsenal fc stadium shouldn't they <laughs> they should yeah they should uh but uh a couple of these yeah. games in there but i think obviously the main game is the saints versus uh tamba bay buccaneers uh, you can't get away from that it could be a rookie battle between la Chargers and bengals which would be quite good um and obviously my, our guys we've got a home game against miami and i think this will tell us where the patriots are if we lose that game we're getting lawrence I'll tell you that now 
we lose Miami at home, we're tanking. Say that, mate. I I think. Do you know what? I don't think you should write off Miami. I think I think they've I think they've drafted well. Uh, yeah, mate. You're fu- if you lose to them, you're fucked. <laughs> the new boys, the Steelers have got my boy Saquon Barkley. The Giants. The Giants. Yeah, yeah, um, be, be excited. Be a tough game, I reckon. Yeah, I think I'm quite excited by the. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you. So, uh, obviously, the highlight is certainly the Saints and Tampa Bay game, but I'm actually very much excited by the Sam Fran and Cardinals game as well, especially with the new look Cardinals, uh, and then see where the Sam where the Sam Fran boys left off. Uh, so, I think that's going to be quite an exciting game as well. Yeah, that will be good. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of good. Yeah, Ravens Browns. Just saw that. Just that's going to be a good game yeah. as well. See whether the Browns have improved. So. Yeah, and then also it'll be like a be like a nice uh, be like a nice fifty point win for the Raiders uh, against the Panthers as well. So you know, um, uh, you know, it's it's quite good that every every week one team's going to have a training match against the Panthers, right? So, <laughs> well, there's, I think they're going to they're going to start off, they're going to start off slow, Panthers. Uh, the defense won't be up up yeah. to the task, uh, but uh, they still got McCaffrey in there, so can't rule them out. Can't rule them out of C Mac. Yeah, but uh, uh, I can't wait. There's, I just we need a, some sport. We need quite... some sport, man. <laughs> we need it back. I Let's know. Go. I know. I literally can't. Like literally, it's it's actually quite exciting that because we, obviously we've got this now. The fixtures are being announced. Like it is that ever so little part of you know everything starting to come back. We know that the German league is starting next week. I know that rugby uh, in New Zealand is kind of starting. So you know uh, you know there's loads of things going around. What teams are people going to support? So I'm with you, bro. Like you know it's just exciting to get something back. And uh, you know even just looking at these. I mean I'm I'm quite. Um, I wanted to just highlight. The, the uh, some of the Sunday Sunday night schedule list as well, and there's one particular one which I'm very much looking forward to, and it's the Thanksgiving game this year, and it's the one that's going to be on uh, yours truly, Mike's birthday, is the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens at the mighty, mighty Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, that's going to be a big game. Thanksgiving, you and I are going to be inebriated. And it's going to be fun, right? Because by that time, we're definitely going to be allowed in a pub, right? Please tell me we are. Please tell me we well, are. Well, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> be my thirtieth that year as well. Uh, this that year, that time. So uh, it'll be a good, it'll be a good day. Um, yeah. Thanksgiving was good last year, wasn't it? So my Do you birthday know what? Be was good a, last year. Such a good present. Thanksgiving was well. I, I bet you loved Thanksgiving last year, didn't you? Yeah, it was good. It was a good day. My birthday was a good day last year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, I uh, I do hope I I do hope that you I do hope that you get a nice uh, big Pittsburgh Steelers win on Thanksgiving. But uh, anyway, to you Ravens fans, uh, yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, uh, <laughs> so so right, let's uh, so that's that's good. Everything's kicking off. I know us guys are planning a trip uh, out to the states. I think we're going to skip from uh, the west coast we did previously over to the east coast. Uh, but again, obviously that's all up in the air, and so it'd be exciting to see some of those teams, and hopefully we can pick some of those guys up uh, and watch some of the big guys as well. I mean, also there's talks that potentially the London games might not happen. Um, no, no, so I know a lot it. of our a lot of us. That's hundred percent. Oh, is it confirmed? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Not this year. Oh, God. Okay. 
So, um, well, there we go. So uh, that's probably uh, big news for the guys that listen to our podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, that's actually really sad. I, I I thought it was it's still in the pipelines and and it was coming on. But um, yeah. thanks for confirming that. There we go. That's that's a bit sad news. So hopefully we need to get some of our fix somewhere. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to just go to. And I think. I guess it just depends, but we can just go to random pubs, can't we? And just try and make some atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, we can do. It'd be tough. Although some of the, some of the flights out to the states aren't so expensive at that time of the year, um, and so you know, if anybody wants, maybe we could set up a uh, a journey. See what I've done there because I've saved my podcast uh, like to the states, uh, and, <laughs> and we could go watch. Uh, you know, we, I'm sure we could get uh, get some cheap tickets to go see the uh, the uh, Boston. Boston team, whatever they call it, because uh, to be fair, no one's really watching this year, are they? No, you probably see a rare loss at Foxborough as we tank. <laughs> Mate, Gillette are going to stop sponsoring you guys because uh, there's just going to be no no productivity there. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's a long anyway, game. Anyway, long game. we'll see. Right, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, should we deep dive into into the into the running backs uh, section of our podcast? Yeah, so, I mean, just talking from, obviously, the draft, um, I've looked at the last five years of running backs in terms of the top 10. And what I was sort of asking, what makes a top 10 running back? So sort of looking at the trends and seeing what the averages are and just get a feeling of what actually makes a top 10. So one of the things that I was interested in was the touches because everyone talks about volume and how important it is in football and you know it's basic and so on but on average every single well pr- practically every single top 10 running back had over 250 touches of the ball but to be a top 10 really had to hit 290 touches which is quite a lot so you, you're only really looking at running backs lot. who are free down running backs um to get into the top 10 as well, on average, you need around about 1,500 yards on average, which is which is quite a lot. Um, again, you need to have both receiving and rushing yep. yards to get there. And then touchdowns was also something which is, again, these are all obvious things, but it's just putting it on black and white paper, really. You need to round about 12 touchdowns to meet that top 10. Now, I'm not saying you need all three, but you need at least two of those three. And there's not a running back in the top 10 over the last five years that haven't had at least two of those three. So you need to sort of look at that. And what also was interesting was, I was just looking at things like, were they part of a playoff team? Were they part of an offense that was, you know, top 10 offense? Um, The mixed results. But one of the results that I was looking at is top 10 running backs, you would think are the same year by year. But what I found was only four on average and year by year, actually retain their top 10 status the following season. So when you look at the top 10 running backs, which the experts have got high in their rankings, as everyone would, in, in based on the last five trends, six of those top 10 won't make it. So what I said to Az this week was, here's the list of the top 10, which I'll read them out. Christian McCaffrey was unbelievable last year. Um, Aaron Jones, who scored uh, 19 touchdowns, uh, he was incredible last year. Derek Henry, as we know, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Dalvin Cook, who had a couple of injuries at the end of the season, but was excellent. Austin Eckler, who surprised a lot of people. Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, the hype man, uh, Leonard Fournette, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Saquon Barkley, who just scraped into the top 10 at the end of the season. So um, it's a top 10, which, as, as I said, you look at the rankings now, all those top 10 will be there or thereabouts in the top 10. But weirdly enough, some of these are not going to make it. So as I said, as I gave you two questions this week, didn't I? Um, yeah. Who, who who you think out of that top 10? We'll go with that one first. Who do you think out of that top 10 won't make it this year? And sort of why, you think? Yeah, so I think I think there's one that sticks out for me first. Uh, we'll start with him. I think, unfortunately, and however much I enjoy him, I think it's going to be Leonard Fournette. Um, I think, you know, you, you look at... I mean, he had in in a pretty dwindling in a, in a pretty dwindling team managed to you know really produce well. So I do think that that bodes well for him. Uh, you know, last year where he, where he did you know he actually again you know he's in the top ten uh, from last year. I just think with the way that team is going, um, kind of you know the highlight that is there on him. Um, I, I feel like he might be one of those that might fall out uh, of that top ten, but. Um, also, he's also quite injury prone, and we've known that throughout, uh, you know, the last you know few years as well. I mean, last year seemed to be one of his slightly more better performing years, uh, but that kind of does worry me. I mean, hopefully we can see a good trend going the other way, and you know, I love to see the guy do really well. Um, nothing to do with the Jags, but just you know, I just enjoy watching him. I think he's he's quite a good running back, but I fear he might be one of those guys that drops out. Um, and I wanted to give like a, a little mention, and I know some people might disagree with me on this, uh, but I, d- I don't think he's going to drop out of the top ten. But I think uh, I think he's he's certainly going to be near the bottom rather than number one. Is Christian McCaffrey? Um, and yeah, I think look, I think he is extremely talented. I think he's fantastic. I think he's up there with the likes of Saquon Barkley, who is incredibly good at the position, just, you know, plays it really well, has the catching ability, is a fantastic player. And you know what most people would love to start their franchise and, and set it up around him. I just I just fear that with <laughs> okay. Yes, there's a lot of change there, and a lot of change doesn't mean that they're gonna, you know, that they're gonna be bad and necessarily attack. I, I just think it's now gonna give everybody that extra year to be like, right, okay, when when the Panthers damaged us or when the Panthers scored, it was almost every single time it was through McCaffrey. At some point, one of these, one of the offensive uh, defensive coordinators is gonna be like, right, how do we stop this, right? And how do we how do we beat these guys? And and effectively, it's holding McCaffrey quiet because even last year with, you know, when they had Cam Newton fit and DJ Moore was playing well, um, it was always him. He was the outline. I mean, you t- you'd looked away from the screen and he'd scored. So I, ju- I just think that based on that, you, you, you're going to see some regression. I, I don't really think he can grow from that. So I certainly think there'll be regression. But uh, look, I think he's fantastic and probably will still be in the top 10. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sits just outside it. Yeah, I think just adding on what you've said, which is very, very um, points that I was sort of thinking about as well. I think especially with Leonard Fournette, I think, you know, he's playing for Jacksonville, who last year people... You know, they had Ramsey, they had Boye, they still had Campbell, they still had a foil, uh, foils. They, they had a chance. This year, they really don't have any sort of yeah. enthusiasm. And I think with Leonard Fournette as well is they haven't took his fifth-year option. So this is his last year at Jacksonville. And I, I'm not saying he's going to hold out because he hasn't got the leverage to do so. But I can't see Leonard Fournette touching the ball over 300 times. I just can't see it. I think he's going to make sure that he doesn't get hurt. 
and that yep. he's available the following season, fresh as a daisy for another team. Um, so probably someone to pick up cheaply in sort of a dynasty league for the future. But I think next year, um, I think he's got too many red flags. On Christian McCaffrey, right? This is this is this is crazy how much he had. He had 380 touches of the ball last year. 380. And the second that was closest to him was Ezekiel Elliott. Now we know Ezekiel Elliott is a workhorse. He had 350, but you, you then it's, there's a massive gap all the way down. And you, you, Christian McCaffrey's all about touches, and their coaching staff has already talked about protecting McCaffrey a bit more, maybe using yep. that other running backs to help McCaffrey get through. And also, they're a team that I don't think are going to win many games, and you've got to protect Christian McCaffrey. And I I can see yep. him just dropping those 380 touches, maybe reduction touchdowns, as you touched on, could struggle to be number one, um, mm. as every single expert has got him. As, um, but I think, uh, I guess next week we'll probably talk about who who we think could be number one. Um, yeah. So we're talking about who can, what's your opinion? Because you had in your in our league last year, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So I traded you Kareem Hunt. Um, and uh, <laughs> Nick Chubb, <laughs> Nick Chubb is a, um, Top 10 running back from last year. And even in the rankings this year, he's a top 10 running back. Um, I mean, you probably got a bit more of an eagle eye on what happened last year with the Browns. Um, how do you manage the running backs? But what's your opinion whether Kareem Hunt could take over Nick Chubb? Look, I um, I think fantasy relevance since Kareem Hunt has come onto uh, the scene. I I think especially in our league um, uh, around here, I, I've basically been one that's had him probably the most uh, in in terms of kind of across it. I think it's four or five seasons that we've had. I think Kareem Hunt is incredibly talented. Uh, you know, he he almost has that ability that you know sometimes we attribute to, say Christian McCaffrey of last year. You know, he, he you know he, he is a pass catching back. You know, he's 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 hard hitting. You know, he, he you can play him three downs as well, and we, we we saw him do that for the Chiefs the previous season. It's a hard one with Chubb because is a Chubb maybe a better kind of downhill runner than Kareem Hunt? Probably. Um, I think it's just an interesting one because I actually have a little theory, by the way, which we haven't even discussed. But I think there's that there's potential for for a trade for one of those two. Um, mm. uh, you know, if, if the if the Browns look at that. So the thing is, who who's going to probably yield a better trade? Is it Chubb or is it Cream Hunt? I think because of his kind of youth in the league, probably Chubb. So potentially you know, how is that going to affect him? So I, I think it's a very interesting one you bring up. And uh, the, the problem is they're, they're both so good, but, you know, you can't get them. I, I don't think you can get both of them performing to that level. And I certainly think at the very least, the Browns now know that they have two world, world-class running backs. So, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt only played from week 10 onwards and he did get a lot of that ball. Like you you, like you alluded to touches. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm assume, um, interested to see what you've got on that. But, um you know, certainly if they're going to keep them, they, they're certainly going to split that backfield, aren't they? Yeah, so with Chubb, um, he he touched the ball 340 times, so which was the third highest, which is incredible. But when you actually look at when Kareem Hunt arrived, um, that, that touch is reduced game by game, and he would have been a lot less than 290. And the other thing that um, is interesting is in fantasy football last year, when Kareem Hunt came back for eight weeks, in half PPR, Kareem Hunt scored 80 points. Nick Chubb scored 100. So there's only 20 wow. between them. And we're talking about 
the draft picks. Chubb is going in the first round and Kareem Hunt is going in the fifth and sixth round. They've got a new coaching yeah. staff. Um, so you don't know who they think is the best running back either. And I just think, why yeah. would you why would you put Chubb as your first or even your second pick? I think it's way too much risk. Take Kareem Hunt, who's a lot cheaper. And personally, I'm like, I'm with you. Kareem Hunt was a rookie. When he was a rookie, he was the Russian leader. He's a, he's a, he's a better catcher. Um, out of the backfield, and he's and he's a very good goal line running back. And once team starts it, and once he's he's got rid through some of his issues, he'll have a preseason to sort himself out. I think he can take over. I think Cream Hunt is someone you probably want to try and take late on, and avoid Chubb. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm totally with you there on that one because I mean, look, if you're if you're the Browns, and I I don't like the Browns, right? Being being a, a Steelers fan, but if I was them and I had to put my you know a Browns hat on, it's really hard to do. Why would you not invest, you know, and, and put it down to Cream Hunt, you know, sort his off off field shit out, and then, you know, trade up because you could get you could get some quality return on on Nick Chubb because he's fantastic. Yeah. So you know, if you are looking to trade him, and, and you know, and I think you probably got a more rounded, you know, pass catching, third down, uh, you know, goal line running back in Cream Hunt. So yeah, I think mate, you're spot on. And, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I never even really thought about it until you asked me. But I mean, I certainly wouldn't be picking Chubb in the first round if it was me. No. I, I I strongly strongly recommend not doing that. Um, but um, but also as you touched on the catching situation, they've got Odell Beckham, Landry, they've got um, they signed um, the tight end for Falcons. Got the names gone from me, um, but they've also signed uh, Injoku. They've got so many receiving players. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is not going to catch 50, 60 catches, so he's relying heavily on rushing yards. He only scored eight touchdowns last year total so if, if that touches goes down which it will because cream hunts there i can't see how chubb's going to be a top 10 can't see it it's um, really annoyed me that you said the thing about the tight end and oh well, it's just come to me austin hooper that's it that's his name god i don't know why okay. just <laughs> yeah there we go blocking. sorry you, you were saying <laughs> yeah so i'm just saying I, I can't see how he's gonna make top 10 nick chubb so um so that's that so we've I think next week we'll probably pick on a couple of others and then maybe we'll start to look at number one, who we think could be number yeah. one. But um, who you think, who do you think, sorry, um, could creep into that top 10? So, so I, um, I actually think there's quite a few people that could do it. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, what, one thing I want to mention is sometimes people, uh, so I've learned the hard way actually, is that sometimes I've, stayed away from rookies uh and uh you know i guess that's maybe some down to a bit of my naivety of when i was new in the league but i remember when uh you know as a, as recently when you picked saquon barkley you know in my head i was like surely you know a rookie can't do that good straight away there's alvin kamara there's a couple of these other guys that did really well um so i think one thing i'm going to highlight and, and i'm saying this mostly from you know following through my journey of going through the like through the nfl especially for anyone that's you know i guess only started really watching in the last kind of seven to eight years like i have um is you know don't write off those rookies and so my answer here is um going to be the new rookie over at uh, the chiefs um he is don't ask me how to say his name because i can't but i'm gonna try um uh he is called it's just because he's got a double barreled bloody name um 
and I just can't, I can't, I can't remember how to, in which order it goes. If it's <laughs> Clyde, Clyde Hamill, or Hamill Clyde, or, or God knows what it is, mate. Um, but uh, yeah, he's. I think he's. I think he certainly can come into. It. I mean, you know, we look at Kansas City when they had. Um, when they had uh, the two guys I had there before, you know, they were kind of mixing it up. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, with uh, Andy Reid and how the work he did with Kareem Hunt as well uh, and how, how well he worked in that kind of system. If they can plug and play, um, do you know what? I'm being so bad here. I need to get his name. What, what, how, how do you, how do you, I can't be able to pick a guy and then I can't even give you his name. Um, oh, dog. I can't myself. Yeah, it's this is totally my my. Uh, Hold on. It's more so just it's more so me forgetting it. This is so embarrassing. Um, uh, Clyde Clyde Heller Heller Clyde. Yeah, Edwards Heller. There we go. Is it is his first name Clyde though? Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Clyde Edwards. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Heller. Right. So I just think that I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to fit into a a Kansas City team that's going to be brimming with confidence. You know, they've got this young team who've just won. Well, especially a young quarterback who's just won the Super Bowl. You know, the world's his oyster, uh, and you know we know how fantastic he is. And I just think that they in that Andy Reid offense. Um, I think they'll be fantastic. And I think he's going to have the opportunities. You know, there's going to be times where Mahomes is going to turn this game around for them and, you know, they can start closing those games out. I mean, last year, you know, you saw that they, you know, they got their confidence through those long balls. You know, can we see him come in? I know that's a bit of an interesting one that, yeah, I know you, when I spoke to you initially about it, you, you thought it was a bit interesting, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with him. I think, I think he could certainly creep into that. I think with, with that offense and that setup. Yeah, I think, I mean, Kansas City running backs historically have been great. I mean, you touched on Kareem Hunt. He was exceptional in his rookie season. Even the season, the second year, before he um, did some dodgy stuff, he was, you know, top five running back. Um, and even before that, Jamal Charles. So the running back availability there is great because Damien Williams, who I had last year, was just disappointing up until the playoffs. And I can yeah. see him annoyingly being the way initially. But yeah. Patrick Mahomes picked this running back um, and Andy Reid's had the choice of all the running backs and they went for um, Clyde. So for me, they've got a lot of confidence in him. There's no way a defense can play tight on this, on their running game because Mahomes is just going to throw bombs. Um, yeah. So it's going to have a lot of space. The only question for me, I think it's just, just looking at the trends I'm looking at. Could he touch the ball 290 times? I, that's, can he score 12 touchdowns? Can he get, you know, 1,500 yards? I think he can do the last two. And he might not need as many touches to do it because this is the way this offense works. Um, but he is five foot seven, And it's that's the only thing that's in the back of my mind is I can't recall, and it's no disrespect to any running back who's um, uh, below 5'10", 5'11", but not many make um, a top 10 performance because it's, it's tough work being the goal line back where you're trying to go through defensive line, defensive line. So does those things worry you or you just think great offense, great player, doesn't matter. Pick him. He's going to be a top 10. I, I, I think, look, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm buying into him, but you know, if you look at, if you look at Alvin Kamara, right, we're all going to say, you know, Alvin Kamara, if he stays fit, if he's, you know, stays away from suspensions, the guy, the guy's, you know, certainly going to be the kind of top 10. He, he's, 
just going 5'10", you know, actually he's 5'9", uh, I think officially. Uh, but he's, yeah, well, Wikipedia says 5'10", NFL says 5'9". So, you know, he's a short guy. Uh, you know, does that maybe help the sense of gravity? Does that maybe, you know, it basically is the answer is it can't work. Um, and I think that, you know, they've got the way at the Saints where just the offense is almost always on the up. You know, they're almost, you know, they're never really chasing a game. They're always kind of ahead. I know Kansas City last year, ended up chasing a few of their games but they came back and then eventually they had the opportunity to see those games out and I think with that off with that confidence with that you know with the Super Bowl behind them um, I'm not too concerned about him look I'm not telling you he's going to be number one right uh, I'd love to see a rookie go number one I don't think he is but uh, you know I certainly think he you know he'll be there or thereabouts you know you know in the, in the kind of low tens I, th- I think he could break into that if he's going to replace um some of the other guys but i think there's a load i think there's loads of guys that actually could do it um and i'm sure you're probably going to drop uh one or two uh of those guys now as well but yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not too concerned and I, i'm going to stick with it i think i think you could be quite good yeah i think another player that just i'm just looking through some of these players heights and so on uh, just doing our research as we go but um, aaron jones is also five nine so yeah uh yeah. he scored 19 touchdowns most of them were goal lines so um they can they can be done so it's just it's just that's the only red flag for me with 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 Clyde is that he's got all the talent they want him at Kansas City they've got a great team it's just it's the height going to be a major issue um the one guy I'm going to talk about is um, Josh Jacobs which I think a lot of people are already talking about Josh Jacobs and again very similar to last year I guess is that he's a rookie running back um last year where we probably didn't take him too seriously or wasn't so excited about Josh Jacobs also plays for um, Oakland Las Vegas Raiders now um, but he he impressed last year and mm, very good. he plays he played 13 games last year um, you know he got 1300 yards uh, he's got seven touchdowns and touched the ball about 260 times and I just think the Raiders have improved quite a bit on their offense with their weapons it's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr now to to perform now he's got Mariota as backup, but the, I mean Mariota is not as good as he as I thought he was going to be. That's my bad. Um, probably give him a bit of a curse, but um, it's pressure on Derek Carr to step up, and I think Josh Jacobs is a decent offensive line. Uh, I think he's going to really step up. I think all the three things I've touched on—the touches, the touchdowns, the yards—if he plays 16 games, I think he hits all three of them. Um, they're talking about using him more in the receiving game as well, which just yeah. adds to his to his um to his stats so I, I i'm all in on josh jacobs next year i have i think i just think they, i just think raiders are going to be a, a very good team and, and and certainly have a punt at going to you know at being in the in the playoffs so you know i think i think you know playing at a new stadium i think really buoys a team as well you know it's, it's just, it seems like there's quite a lot of excitement around the whole uh las vegas raiders at the moment so uh i like i like that I, I think i think i could certainly see him and and i you know dare it i might even pick him ahead of uh, nick chubb I, I would 100% take him with Nick Chubb. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say too much, but I think Josh Jacobs, I think he could be creeping into that top five for me. Um, yeah. As, as we build as we build through this analysis, I think he's he's someone to try and get um, if he stays fit. I think he's, as I said, he's got, he's, he just hits all the, hits all the notes and uh, the Raiders love him. So, maybe, maybe one, one, uh, one other to mention who, uh, it should be interesting if you know this at all, 
but Kenyon Drake's stats uh, by the end of the year, because I know he was up there near the end of the year, but I mean, I think he certainly could be one of those guys that breaks in, uh, in into that top 10 quite easily, especially in that offense, which is starting to look very, very tasty indeed. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've, I've got the kind of stats here. So Kenyon Drake, I think he was held down in Miami <laughs> quite a bit by Adam Case and so on, but um he absolutely smashed it for the Cardinals and he would have been RB5. He played eight games for the Cardinals. If he played that same pace for the 16 games, he would have been running back five. And the cards in general, so I'm talking about the David Johnson, the Chase Edmonds and Drake, they would have been running back three. So there's he, he he's, he's someone to watch out for, for sure. Um, he's definitely on my list to definitely consider as a top 10 player because he was getting the touches, he was getting the yards, he was getting the touchdowns. So, and this Cardinals team for me is going to get better next year with um, Hopkins helping him out as well. So, yeah, I, he's definitely. I think, he's, I think I think he's, um I think he could be a very very tasty tasty pick indeed. Um, I think what we should do, Macca, actually, is uh, uh, you know, this is a nature of our very amateur podcast for you guys. Um, you know, potentially look at uh, you know, what we can do is uh, up, have a couple of rankings that we can post onto Instagram, and Twitter, which we can uh, you know, maybe put up every month or something to see how, where we are, and uh, you know, we'll update you guys on those as well. But it'd be interesting to put that because um, I, I I certainly am quite high on Drake, and 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 actually it'd be nice to compare it between yourself and I and I and um I mean I, I could potentially uh, you, you know look to pick well it's a question to you I guess you know w- would you be picking Kenyon Drake in the first round um depends where I am obviously but yeah I think if I was pick 11 pick 12 and most of the running backs that I like are gone then yeah I, I think if we do our rankings I think we'll probably see because there's quite a lot of people high on Joe Mixon I'm not so high on him um, there's a lot of people I, I haven't been high on that guy and it's nothing to do with the Bengals maybe it is but I, I don't know like I just I just I've never been high on him and I don't think I ever could be and I, I'm waiting for him to prove me wrong but yeah just if, if anyone's uh, bef- before or after me in, in the draft uh, just know that you can have Joe Mixon <laughs> yeah I think we'll come on these players as we go along but um, yeah I mean again Alvin Kamara is an interesting one which yeah, even though he had a pretty terrible season last year for his standards um there's still um experts trust him to be a top five running back next year again so mm-hmm. there's a lot of players that i think i'm not so 100 percent on and mm-hmm. if drake falls to me even in the second round and i can pair him up with josh jacobs I- i'd be quite happy but what well, i wanted to ask you a little question there Mac, because one uh one of the guys who um i can't remember how highly he went last year now was whether it was uh I think he was certainly in the top ten, uh, but David Johnson, um, you know, he's he seems like a you know a firm con- contestant to be potentially dropped out of that top ten. But then actually, with his new role in Houston, uh, you know, does does he deserve a place back back in that top ten and maybe in the first round again? It'll be really, to be honest, it'll be really interesting about David Johnson because he's going, uh, he's he's ranked number fifty at the minute. Um, on the expert rankings, 50. So, depending five, on five zero, yeah, five zero. So, you're looking oh, at running back, no, 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 sorry, overall running back 20, overall, okay. running back 20. Okay, five, five. So, I mean, he's going in the fifth and sixth round, depending on the draft format that you have. And I think with Houston, 
Um, there is that stat from last year. If you combine Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson scores together, you'd have an RB5. Um, it's, it's just a question whether he can stay fit. He's got every single opportunity to touch the ball 290 plus times and get the 59. He's done it before. He's, he can get touchdowns in this offense with Deshaun Watson. I think he's worth a punt at mm. fifth and sixth rounds. Um, considering the fact that you. I think I think he could be a steal. I think there's a couple other players that I think are quite low, which I think people need to sort of probably look at. I think one of them is Melvin Gordon. I think he's very similar yeah. to David Johnson. He had, a, he had a bad year last year, but he didn't get injured. He just held out, and he and he still was a very good performer at the Chargers. And I think Denver are going to be a very good team. I know people are going to be worried slightly about Lindsay. But Melvin Gordon had Austin Eckler last year and still scored a lot of points. So I think Melvin Gordon, I mean, he's going to rank number 47 right now in overall in RB19. And I can't think of 18 better running backs than Melvin Gordon. I think that's... So there's a couple of steals at the back, near the back, well, in the middle of the draft. Um, Raheem Mostart for the 49ers. But one guy, actually, I want to get your opinion on him. And uh, whilst, we, whilst we're here, is uh, Miles Sanders. I was waiting for you to bring him up. Um, they, they look uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think we spoke about them in our in our review when we were doing the uh, review pod, uh, podcast earlier. They, they're just a bit of a such a middling team. Like we know that they won the Super Bowls and well, the Super Bowl that they won recently. But he has the potential to be, I think, firmly a top ten running back. But our the Eagles going to be in a position where they can use him. And, you know, if we apply your rule of the 290 touches, okay, yeah, maybe he might get those. But, yeah, it's just one of those things. Isn't it? I mean, we know that, like, you know, you look at you look at NFL teams. If they're chasing, they, they tend to fling the ball more rather than kind of running it. So uh, I think if they can turn their fortunes around, which I think they look a lot stronger this year, and actually I think that they can do that. And if they do, if, if, if you know, the whole team can start firing, if the defence can get back on and turn that ball over for them, and then, you know, they've got those threats, um, you know, kind of through Carson Wentz, it's an interesting one. Uh, you, you know, he, he, he sticks to me as, you know, he's certainly going to be the boy there, isn't he? So, uh, you know, it's just how much you kind of believe in, in, in the Eagles. Yeah, I think he's he's an interesting one for me because the Eagles, ever since I've done fantasy football, which is about six or seven years, have always had two or three running backs as a committee, mm. always. Um, even last year, they had Jordan Howard um, in the Eagles. This is the first time where they've actually only got one running back. And that's interesting to me because Very interesting. they run the ball a lot. They do have, uh, based on pro football focus and most of the experts, the best defensive line in the league and Carson Wentz is back fit and they've got you know a couple of options on the outside. He he could be a very, very scary player, Miles Sanders. I just I could just see them annoyingly picking up Devante Freeman or Lamar Miller or something like that just to or Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Someone who would ruin his ruin his chances. But yeah, uh, I think you're right. If, if, I do, yeah. if he has his chance he certainly can be uh that, that kind of workhorse. He he has a capability, doesn't he? Yeah. Um I wanted to add one more running back because uh, it wouldn't be right without having a running back podcast and not mentioning him, Le'Veon Bell. Well, he's he's an interesting one, Le'Veon Bell. What's your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell? Obviously, former Steelers, used to have his shirt. 
yeah well let's let's not talk too much about that but uh Levin Bell, look, if you want to come back mate we've got a spot for you uh on, on the Steelers roster no look he uh you know Levin Bell will go down uh personally for me in NFL for you know probably the one that got me excited with the game uh in particular the fantasy side of the game um and I mean, you know, he was, you know, missed missed four four games of the last season, uh, second last season that he had with the Steelers, and you know, still finished and uh, very firmly in the top ten. Uh, and you know, we know his capability. He's got he's got that he's got that difference, uh, that running style that not many running backs have. You know, he, he's not your Derek Henry. He's not your Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but you know he's he's got those capabilities of you know juking guys and 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 you know making people look silly and finding these gaps. Do I think he still is one of the most talented running backs in the league? Yes, one hundred percent. And would I take him back at the Steelers without a doubt? But it, it is just you know as you mentioned about Gase uh, and and the Jets and and you know how they, I know that they've really uh, drafted you know and tried to address their offensive line. Um, but you know I. I do you know what? Can you enlighten me where he finished last year? Is that even something you can uh, recall? Because uh, you know it certainly wasn't uh, his. No, I can find uh, out. His standards. I think he was sort of outside the top fifteen anyway. So he had a couple of yeah. injuries, though, didn't he? He missed a couple of games, but yeah, yeah. He, he only scored three touchdowns. So yeah, he struggled, <laughs> and he was outside the top fifteen. So it annoys me about the Jets. Because, as you touched on, Livion Bell, for me as well, is possibly the best running back I've seen um, in terms of the ability as the rusher and also the passer. Mm-hmm. I know he, I appreciate he played for the Steelers where they had Antonio Brown on the other side. They had a great offensive line. But it's still his time and his ability to make people miss, as you touched on. Great player. They, they improved the offensive line. They got a couple of weapons on the outside. Then they go and sign Frank Gore. Yeah. Just... And... I'm not. I'm not saying Frank Gore's going to come in and suddenly take uh, a lot of touches, but he can take five, six, seven, eight touches, and that's enough. That could be the goal line stuff, and that could be the goal line stuff. And that, I just think that for me is where, unfortunately, Livion Bell's value. Uh, to be fair, right now he's going same sort of region as Melvin Gordon, David Johnson in that fifth round range. Um, so you can probably get an, a reasonable RB too. But in terms yeah. of getting in the top 10, I just can see Frank Gore being a pain. And Adam Case, just, unfortunately. Just yeah, being away. a bit of a thorn in his, in his side, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, it, it's a shame, because, you know, I think if he if he got himself off to, uh, you know, another team, Steelers, I, I think anybody. there's a lot of players, actually, uh, in the NFL. Yeah, and literally anyone. I mean, uh, you know, any anyone that would kind of, you know, kind of work for him and, and allow him to do that, I think, you know... It, you know, Bell at the Steelers could be a game changer with Roethlisberger firing and, and a couple of good wide receivers there. You know, you, you start talking about him being in the top ten, but um, yeah, unfortunately, my boy is not gonna. I don't think he'll he'll be there. I'd love him to, but don't think he will. Don't no. think he will. There you go. Well, um, this week we'll uh, do some yeah. rankings then, I guess, and see where we think certain running backs will should be drafted or not drafted, and. Uh, compare I guess yeah why don't yeah let's what we'll do is we'll, we'll put together our uh maybe our top 10 rankings um 
and uh, as we think them you know we're not going to kind of combine i know some sites do a combination of uh, ecr and all the all the experts in the world we'll just put it as macro and i think and maybe what we'll do is we'll put our heads together and then have an overall one for the podcast and we'll pop that onto instagram twitter for you guys just to have and comment and um uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll do a few bits there um one thing I wanted to add is actually um, seeing as this world is going crazy with quizzes and uh, lockdowns <laughs> and everything. And as we're now looking at the other way, I think Macca and I are going to do a, uh, a very small, uh, uh, you know, possibly a 10 quiz, 10 question quiz uh, over on our Instagram channel. So tune into that. Uh, we'll probably do that um, in the next kind of coming days. We'll give you like a day, uh, day's heads up on uh, Twitter and Instagram just to let you know. But tune in and and play along. We're going to try and make it a little bit easy, uh, but also kind of tailored to the UK market. Uh, and just you guys who, uh, you know, especially if it's some new guys out there, but also some interesting facts that you might not know. Uh, so tune in for that. That'll be quite fun. Um, and then Maka. We're going to go into the riddle. I think we need a jingle for the riddle part. We do. Maybe I'll just. Shall I just put one in, like a random? You know, when I'm editing, this, shall I put a random one in? I thought you were going to s- say you're going to sing, which I was going to say no, don't do that. I could sing. I could do one. This is the riddle time. The riddle time. The riddle time. I like it. So now you're going to have to do that every time. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Right, okay. I've picked a, I picked a riddle. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Clearing my throat. And if you've right. heard this before, tell I've got two screens in front of me. I know that's quite good two. for our league. But yeah, I've got two screens in front of me. That's it. Two screens. All right. What has two screens? No, I'm joking. Um, all right, okay. Here we go. What can run but never walks? Has a mouth but never talks? Has a head but never weeps and has a bed, but never sleeps. I want to say water. What sort of a river? A river is correct. There you go. There we go. Three one, mate. Three one. Stepping up. You got to step up. I'm starting to get a bit skeptical whether you've got the same website that I use. Well, you think I sit there and look at riddles all day. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I mean if i were you i probably would because i'm now trying to try and make them a bit harder but no mate well done well done so so the so basically it's little mac three uh journey don't podcast know. One. don't know where the little came from look you're, you're the one that said look i want to be little mac because your brother's big mac Anyway, anyway, mate, look, unless you've got anything else, pal, I think that will conclude us for this week. Uh, as I mentioned, um, obviously, we've got uh, the quiz, which we'll do in the next coming days. Uh, we'll also pop our uh, running back rankings, uh, you know, f- uh, before we do the next podcast. Uh, we'll try and maybe keep the next podcast a secret, but we'll probably be along the lines of uh, what we've done today uh, within another position. Uh, not giving anything away there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, otherwise, Maka. Got anything else, buddy? No, all good. All good. It's a good podcast. Good podcast. Yeah, good enjoyed podcast. it. Enjoyed it. Looking excited for it. Yeah. Um, right. Peace out, guys. Remember, give us a follow on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Come and enjoy, enjoy the quiz. I know I've said it three times, but, you know, just do it again anyway. Um, please, please give us some love. And, uh, peace and love. Hey. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.